right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle <laughs> Daily Podcast. Uh, this is a guest that I was supposed to have on last week. Something happened. Uh, something got mixed oh. up. But uh, mm. uh, Shy- I-, I have <laughs> now. Now, Shyly, I-, I don't ever want to butcher people's last names and stuff. Now, they have it phonetically spelled out for your first name. How do you pronounce your last name? So, Shyly, you got that pretty well. Hakimian? Mm. Hakimi, your, see, that's yes. what I was gonna go with. Now, uh, okay. what? Where? Thanks for where, trying. Where? Where is your your heritage from? Where? Where? What? What is that <laughs> last name? And, and I'm very curious because I'm I'm always interested about new cultures and stuff like that. Sure. So first off, too, uh, I used a map magical booking link and rescheduled our call like two, three weeks ago. So uh, it happens, but you oh, know yeah. what? I'm glad booking links exist and that we're, I was able to put on a different time on your calendar too. So I know mix well, ups happen, but yeah, we live no. and we learn, right? People exactly. make mistakes that happen. So uh, I'm glad that we get to talk today. Mm-hmm. Look, cultural stuff is really interesting. It's very funny. Like if somebody has like John Smith as a name, no one ever gets asked, what is your background? What is your details? And I think for a lot of people who come from a variety of different cultures, that's uncomfortable for the first question to be like, wait, what's your deal? Where are you from? It's like, are you authentic? Are you really from this place? And I think a lot of people get really angsty and uncomfortable about it. I know when people ask that question, they're trying to learn and they're trying to find out about somebody cool, different and interesting. And so I will tell you what my backstory is because it makes me who I am today. My dad. Hey, can I say one thing? You, I love your sure. energy. I love your energy. It's like you, you just, <laughs> You you took two 30 milligram Adderall before you came. Oh, on. my gosh. I, I'm just messing. That's a joke, by the way. But that's funny. Uh, but but what, but what I'm trying to say is I love it. Oh, see, are you up in New York? I got York? the cough. No, are I'm in Chicago. In, are you? Oh, Corona. No, I don't got Corona. I, I, no, I have I, asthma and I have cough. So I know, I know. But, you know, I have allergies down here. And every time I wake up with allergies, I'm like, oh, my God, I got the Rona. Yes. Um, so but, do you want to know? Are you curious? Yes, I want to know. Yes, stuff? yes, yes. <laughs> so I'll tell you this. So my dad uh, came to the States from Iran uh, yeah. a bajillion years ago, right before the Iranian revolution. He came here as a student, mm-hmm. uh, went to college for computer programming. So I have Hakimian is coming from his side of the family. And mm-hmm. my mom's side of the family is Moroccan. Uh, and oh. so I got a bunch of good stuff from Morocco that I got into my story. And on top of that, all of my sides are Jewish. So a lot of people in the United States don't know that there's tons of Middle Eastern Jews out there because yep. most people only see European background Jews in America. So you've got yeah. this combination right here in front of you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was about to ask that question, <laughs> but a lot of people forget, you know, Israel is in the Middle East. So I Not mean, too, and, but, um, but, but, but but what I'm trying to say, though, is that that's got to be a little bit of an interesting, like, you know, go, Iran, Iran and Morocco. <laughs> See, I would say Morocco would have the better of the two foods, right? Oh, uh, what- I'll just take it all. It's all delicious. Like Moroccan desserts are like unbelievable. And I feel like most people in the States have never even heard of them before. So mm-hmm. there's and then Persian cooking is simple. It's meat, it's rice, it's stews, it's soups. You put them all together. It's like what not to love. It's all mm-hmm. delicious. So there's so much goodness there. Just well, eat. that's 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 good. Now, l- let me ask you, have you have you gone and visited where where your family is from or no? No, you no because do you want to? Both of my, I would love to be a dream come true. But both of those countries got really dicey for Jewish people. And that's yeah. harsh, a big part of why people left. The Iranian revolution was not so friendly to Jews. And, and my mom and her family got told within two weeks that they had to leave Morocco because it wasn't safe for the Jews if they stayed any longer. So I know that like both of my parents had to fight to come to this country and both of my mm-hmm. parents had to fight and choose 
pick my city of Chicago. So like, I am so appreciative of that. They both kind of met here. I've been to Chicago <laughs> twice and, and yes. I love it. Uh, and, and people from Chicago, I, I always ask <laughs> them this question because it is a very hot topic that I talk about and we're going to get into it. Uh, I want to promote that, but before I get into my next topic, Tell yes. people if they if if they want to be able to check you out, they want to be able to check out your content and everything that you're putting Judge out. Me, where, yes. Where where can they go? Like where can they check it out? Do you have a website? It's yes. right in the back. Your social it's, it's media right Sherpa. Why'd you go with yes. the Sherpa? Are you are you? Uh, well, there's you, a lot why? of questions there, Tuttle. You got a lot of questions there. I have ADHD. Sorry. Is that what it is? Okay, look, that's cool. You have something unique about yourself, and that's cool. Cool that you share that with your fans. Yes, I am all over the interwebs. YourSocialMediaSherpa.com is my business website. If you Google Shiley Hakimian, you will find my personal website. You'll find a YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. I don't love Instagram, but you'll have TikTok, everything. But my people love what I do on LinkedIn. That's Why don't you like Instagram? I just, I'm not excited about it. And I just heard that you have a lot of really bad policies that just came out this week that basically let Instagram own your content and like basically not pay yeah. you any royalties and decide to borrow it. And they could sell it to other people without your consent. And I'm like, oh, that's a little dicey there. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff there, but uh, that answers some of your questions. Hmm. Do you want to know where the Sherpa came from? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I had been going around, my background's in education, and I always loved the word teacher. And somebody hmm. knew that I was going around teaching social media and calling myself teacher. And she's like, people in our industry hate that. And this is a woman who's actually been on the radio for like 25 years here in Chicago. She's a big name here locally. If you want to look her up, oh. Catherine Johns, she's absolutely phenomenal. What she's station is she on? She, uh, Catherine John, she was big, huge, um, in the nineties. I mentioned her name to my dad and he's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I've heard it. She's great. Oh my gosh. But you can look her up. You look her up. Catherine John. She looks at me. She's like, Shiley, I've been holding back on you for like three months. I don't love your business name. Why don't we, what, what about the word Sherpa? And literally I just was like, okay, let me go buy the domain. Let me change it on a few places and see if I like it. And everywhere I went, there was Sherpa scooters, Sherpa mattresses, Sherpa accounting. And I was like, maybe this is a sign that I need to be your social media Sherpa. And my customers and my community loved it. So I became the Sherpa. Uh, it's it's memorable. <laughs> it, it is very memorable. Um, and, 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 great. and I, oh, go ahead. No, great. I know. Great. No, no. I, I tend to I, be I very that. memorable with my personality. <clears throat> so it works out. <laughs> so, so what I wanted to talk about, uh, everybody wants to fight me on this debate. Okay. Um, I went to Chicago. I went to Chicago. Okay. And, and I tasted. Pizza? Be yes, careful. That is not pizza. It's lasagna. Be careful. You're gonna get it's, it's lasagna. Chicago's not gonna call you again here if you're gonna call. But I will say I had a Chicago hot dog outside of the Fields Museum because I'm a nerd and I, I wanted to go to the Fields Museum. I checked out that big ass uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex they got as That's soon as two. you walk through there. Yeah. yeah. So, but I ate like three Chicago hot dogs in one setting. What is your take? I love the hot dogs, but I got to tell you, if I wanted more bread and, and, and sauce, I'd go with lasagna instead go? of pizza. Where'd you eat? Where'd you go? I forget. It was, it was a, it was a place right down maybe a couple of blocks from Dicka's. Gino's, Duo's. It might've been Gino's. That, that, that rings a bell, but this was, this was back in like 2002. That That's I the year doesn't matter the year the pizza's consistent but there's consistently one that's the best and if you didn't go there i'm sorry you didn't get the full chicago experience but you got to go to luminati's or you can even actually ship it to your house wherever Did you, you say illuminati's is there Lou actually malnati's oh i thought you said illuminati i was like hey, I'm no not no going no a place called illuminati we don't talk about the illuminati that's like <laughs> secret low down here <laughs> uh 
But, but in Chicago, I, I went around and, and I definitely look like a tourist because you you could tell the tourists when you're, when you're walking around and people, the red, the locals, I'm not saying all the locals, but they can spot out the tourists and you don't, you, you try to act like you're fitting in. And, and we, we, we went to a game at Soldier Field and we were hungry at the end of the night and we have crystals down here. Okay. We have crystals, which is your white castle up there. Okay. So okay. white castle with the mini burgers, we have crystals. Sure. Down we're like, hell yeah. When we're in Chicago, we're going to try some white castle. And, and we got in a cab and then we got into a very dicey area. And, and, and we, we, we walked into this white castle. And when we walk up to the door, there is this humongous guy that is working security. And we're like, Hey, uh, we're from out of town. Do we have to be oh, concerned? No. no and he said, okay. how many White Castles have you ever been to that has an armed guard? And I'm it's like, It's a castle. Okay. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. But but it was great. The guy was not, everybody was nice. I think Chicago gets a bad rap. Yes. Because there's bad areas in every but city. Look, I think it does get a bad, I think people think that the whole city is under siege. It's not. It's isolated. And it, most Chicagoans are completely ignorant to any sort of situation that other people outside Chicago are hearing. We live in a, there's different neighborhoods. There's everything. I want to ask you something. Mm -hmm. We talked about getting a bad rap. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I want to ask you about something here. Okay, go ahead. Reputation matters. I'm sure in the radio industry is not so huge. What you do in mm -hmm. your behaviors, it matters. What I do in my business too. If I make a mistake, I own it. Something happens, right? But ultimately, we're the rats of radio. We're the rats of radio. Who uh, knows? Radio people are the rats. We, we are at the <coughs> bottom. I, we might even be cockroaches. Interesting. And it, here's the thing, right? Like there is you, people hear things about you. People do all this stuff. The, the thing that like, and this is a social media nugget here mm -hmm. before we dive into anything is that yeah. people look you up when they want to work with you when they want to hire mm -hmm. you when they want to consider you and someone's referred you, they look you up, they Google you and they look at to see what you have on there. Yeah. And at the same time too, you probably did this. I probably did this. We, well, I'm going to tell you, I did this. I Googled you as well. And I'm sure you looked me up before the show. I'm sure oh, yeah, your team has looked me up, right? You wanted to figure out who the heck I was. You probably, you probably seen some things. You're like, oh, I wonder about this. I wonder about that. I looked you up and I saw something that was interesting. Can I tell oh, you what I saw? There's a lot of bad stuff about me. So I, I, I can't what? wait. See, <laughs> what, you, you what, know, you, when, what do you think I, it is? It sounds like I, there's a plethora of this. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know what though? I, I do. I, I can't even begin to tell you because I've, I am not proud of a lot of the things that I have done through my radio career. Right. I'm, I, I'll be honest. I, I'm yeah, not. This you can preliminarily start to make amends. Is there something you want to put out to your listeners about anything no, you may no, regret no, no, no. or any learning experiences or things you wish you did better? I have grown as a person, but I think, I think what makes a good content provider, somebody that is on the radio is giving you their true real opinion on things. Now, um, that's a, that's the thing about our country, right? Now we are in, authenticity. Okay. No, all right. We are in this whole cancel culture like era right now. Like people <laughs> cannot voice their opinions because everybody says we have the first amendment here in this country. Now it's <laughs> like our economy where if you say something that's on you. And if your listeners get turned off by what you said, then you have to live with that. Okay, you you have to live with that. But now everybody is so hurry and rushing to judge and try to get people fired or in trouble 
record their opinions, their First Amendment right, their speech. So like I like I said, a lot of a lot of the stuff that I say and do, I know is not popular speech. But that's the whole thing about the First Amendment. One of the things in it is says to protect unpopular speech. It's juicy. You're saying a lot of things here. I think there's a there's a whole population of people that are like. But I want to hear what, what is this cancel culture. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to okay. tell you what it is. All right. Look, I, I I feel you in the sense that there isn't a conversation being had, and there is no mutual conversations about things that are controversial. At the same time, too, there's people lives at stake when it comes to some of these things that are being canceled. So, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of times that the both parties are not understanding of each other's perspectives, and things just kind of blow up, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's hard and it's complicated. I appreciate that you're willing to own that you've had challenges over the years, but I also appreciate that you are you and you put yourself out there and you own the decisions you make. Mm-hmm. You never know what consequences it comes to consequence. The first amendment doesn't protect you from the consequences of your relationships with people. So that's yep. interesting. So let me tell you what I saw. And it sounds like you're the yeah. kind of person that will have a conversation about this. Yeah. I, I looked you up. I saw what videos does he have talking to other people on your YouTube channel? And yeah. the first one that, that I saw that had some views that was recent was one where you're talking about, uh, a radio personality that you would eat. Okay. And in said <laughs> video, you talk about slicing this said radio personality up. What was it? What's I don't uh, even know. Anna Hummel asked. Anna Hummel, you wanted to yeah, cut Anna. her up, and you were okay. talking about her in a very talking about her body, her appearance, a little bit about. Oh, I see. You're ready. <laughs> write it down. If you're anxious, write it down because I see you getting real riled up. But the way you speak, no, no, no. It's really, I. I accidentally hit my headphones. Uh, you hit your. <laughs> Yeah, it's just you Sorry called her a piece that. of meat. You said you'd slice her up, and you said that she should probably get a restraining order against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is real interesting. That might be how you truly feel, but if mm-hmm. you want to get, let's say, certain women on this show, if you want even me, like I was like, do I even do this show? Okay. Do I want to be associated with someone like that? And maybe that's okay. Maybe you're not. Can trying I explain to myself? Can... I want you to explain, it, but I'm just telling you, it comes at a cost mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. you put out. And if you're okay with that, you might lose. A- on something that you've never knew you had a chance of a possibility on, but I, but we're here for the conversation. So okay. what are you going to say? So you see, I only gave you the highlights. See, that's a, that's the thing about content <laughs> you put out. It's, it's taken out of context. Okay. It now, is, but it, that's the reality. Context is reality. So, okay. But, but, believe. but I, I talked about, a news, I talked about a news story. Okay. And you, you know how things are going on right now where we're getting overpopulated. Not enough food is being produced for people. There was a news story that came out that they can take one cell. They can take one cell from a human being. That person is not going to be hurt. They're not going to be killed, murdered, or anything like that. And what they do with that one cell is they grow a piece of human meat from it. Okay. So what I was saying was I went through and I talked about all the radio personalities that I would eat that I've worked with. If I could take a cell from their body and I could grow a steak out of it, what radio host would I eat? And, and hear my logic on it, okay? Because all these radio people, they have egos, okay? They have egos. <laughs> so, so you might have you, a little one too, I'm sure. Mm-mm. No, no, absolutely no ego. Absolutely not, okay. No. But to be, but but to be honest, so but 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 to be honest, so everybody, and and I can even uh, pit it to the the field that you work in, which is social media. Okay, you have to have a little bit of an <coughs> ego to think that people want to look and see what you do on a regular For basis, sure. because not everybody gets on social media. So you have to have 
a little bit. I'm not saying you're an egomaniac, but you have a little bit of an Sure, ego. you want to be a but radio personality, a star. I... Sure. Everybody wants to be the star of their mm -hmm. own industry, absolutely. But the reason the reason that I that I talked about this is because right now I'm out of radio. I've been out of radio for a year. Uh, I take time away to be able to take care of my parents who are, are wow, elderly. They're in their seventies. Both have thanks for both, sharing that. Both have both have underlying health conditions. One has diabetes. Mm. The other one is in remission from cancer, uh, from chemotherapy, and you know that their immune systems are down. So I took some time off away from radio, but I wanted to start a podcast. So. Right now, I don't have a terrestrial radio show to be able to promote the things that I'm doing. So you have to do stuff to get attention. And guess what? When I mm. talked about that one woman, guess what? A nationally syndicated radio show talked about my podcast. My downloads went through the roof. So there was no disrespect there. Do I really want to eat somebody? Hell no. I, I've, I have no criminal record at all. I, I am I am your average Caucasian Southern Florida cracker that you could ever think of. And 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 that's how it is. Look, you just laid out exactly who it. you are I, to a lot of people. And I appreciate you sharing about the parents. I think so many people struggle with taking care of their families and it comes at a big cost, people in their careers and their families and everything. So I applaud you for that. But the thing is too, like it's cool that you got some press. Attention is fascinating. You can get attention by doing lots of crazy things, but your reputation matters too, is that I don't know, maybe you got a gig out of it. I have no idea, but like, it's harder it's, if people see you as that and they're, if, I, if it's me, if I'm your like competitor, if I'm your next radio station, right? Mm -hmm. If I see that, I might not even give you the call because I already know you might have all this attention. You might have all these followers, mm -hmm. but if I feel like you're going to make my community not feel great, I'm not going to mm -hmm. consider you for that opportunity. That's okay. If that's, if that's but what you, you want, and there's a demographic that you want to reach that oh, is yeah. that what do you call it? The cracker community or whatever? No, like, no, no, no. You well, can definitely get it, no, but uh, you're going to lose you, some other people as well. No, I said, well, I mean, well, let's see. I, I talk a lot that a lot of people from up north know what Southerners mean when they say things. But uh, Florida cracker is, you know, uh, everybody thinks cracker, you know, it gets a bad thing. Like it's a racist term that that other minorities call white people and stuff. No, it, it comes from being a Florida cracker. Uh, that's what they call it because it comes from the cattlemen that used to crack their whips to get the cattle into the into the pens and and is, and and herd them. Is that a good thing? Is that a positive term, or is there any sort of people are proud? That? Is there are no, they people, proud of this? Yeah, is there people are in Florida? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's like it, a, is, a term of endearment to be called a Florida cracker. Is I'm I'm gonna Google this because I, I I'm wondering if this is a. Uh, Let's see. Oh, it has something to do with some really long-term history here. They're they're going to say that there's some racist connotation. Interesting. To it, but... Interesting. Okay, what if there is racist connotation? Do you think that would like depends? Like, who do you want to serve? If you want to serve the Florida Crackers, great. They might not mind a little racism. That's that's pretty dicey to to be very proud of something that has a lot of racist undertones. Okay, then then tell me tell me what the racist undertones are. Well, you just are, told then. me that there was some race some sort of racial undertones to this. There might be. I said, but <laughs> you can read anything because people will make that. Everything it comes from being a Floridian and being a cattleman, and they used whips to to herd and 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 keep <laughs> their 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 flock together. I don't know, are you you don't call cows flocks, but I it's just it, it just sounds a little. I see Civil War notes in here. It's a little, it's a little, uh, it's a little funny, it's a little funny, but interesting.
Interesting. Yeah, dude. I mean, look it up. Now, let me ask you this, though. Now, now uh, I can I can get this, and and I've been talking about this a lot. I feel like people from up north judge <laughs> people from the south. I was just in the south last week, so it's Where very different. You? I was in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, very I mean, COVID friendly adventure. To but Lexington. see, see that's see you're talking about Kentucky now. We're we're talking. See, there's subsects of Southerners. Kentucky, you're you're around the hill people. You're around the hillbillies. Those are the mountain people. Those are the moonshiners. You will easily. I didn't meet any of those people last week. I'm not gonna tell you that. Well, tell me. Hey, guess what? Lexington is a university town, so I've been. I actually have been to the other side of Kentucky as well. I was there for a whole week twice Mm. over the last four years for a Mm. whole week more in in eastern Kentucky. So those are a little bit more. We didn't even have phone service. I. Yes, I was supposed to be in Florida in February. I was there last year in March of 2019. And then I usually go there. My dad's going to be in Florida tomorrow. So hey, I've been to Florida I'm, a bunch. I'm doing something on the fly here because Uh-oh. I've been He's moving. I've been, yeah, I'm moving because, you know, I'm a nerd and, and I don't want to miss the great. We're conjunction. on cribs. Yeah, I don't want to miss it. Oh, it's going to be too cloudy for the great. Conjunction. Is that a trailer? Did you have a like a big old trailer over there? No, I mean, I, I live I live in an RV park. Interesting. Oh, do you have a pond? I, I that is the Look intercoastal. That. that is the intercoastal waterway in in Florida. So so, but yeah, you're not you're not you're not checking out the Great Conjunction tonight. What is the Great Conjunction? Oh my God! You're a social media person. You don't even know what the Great Conjunction is. Look, look, but you're what what you define as a social media person isn't the same way I define a social media person. So I don't know what you mean by that. And, Great and- Conjunction is the merger. Well, they're not merging. They're still 40, 40 million miles away. But Saturn and Jupiter. If you look okay. in the southwest I just Googled sky, it. Thanks. Yeah, NASA. it is. It is the closest that Jupiter and Saturn have been in over 800 years. Uh, they're going to look like they're going to be one star, but they're not. They're still 40 million miles away. It's just from the perspective. <coughs> Interesting. Okay, so where do we go from looking into how you show yourself online to space? It's very interesting. What was the connection there? Uh, and if not, it's okay, too. No, I no. I love that. We can jump around on a radio show here. No, it's just I was being very... Uh, I don't know. I was being very just weird and 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 selfish because I've been waiting to see the Great Conjunction in a while, and and well, dude, I wanted okay. to see if it was out. No, no, no. I no, think that's no, very that's cool. A- oh, so you didn't want to forget it? That's really cool. Yes. I think that's awesome. I think science is mm. it's a lot well, of interesting stuff with science. So, do you, do you uh, realize that Kennedy Space Center is only twenty miles south of where I'm at right now? Oh, like, you're like, kidding! I, I grew get a lot up, of that culture there. Okay. Yeah, I I grew up. I remember in kindergarten. From kindergarten all the way through school, they brought us out for every single shuttle launch. And and one of the things here, this is social media related. Look how I'm going to tie this together. Um, Elon Musk and SpaceX is doing such a great job with their social uh, meetups uh, that they have. They 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 invite social media uh, content providers to come and cover it. They're not inviting the big media people out. They're inviting social media people, people that are into space, nerds, stuff like that, to be able to come out and cover it because they think that that is a bigger bang for their buck than just having local news come out and cover the event. It definitely can be. And and here's the thing, like every single one of those content producers is a completely different audience of people that they want to yep. serve. The news is going to get you a certain general population, probably not a lot of millennials, if you want to be honest here. I, I yep. haven't watched a lot of the news in 
decades, not decades, decade. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of the news, but with every sort of uh, individual person, like I have a friend who runs a very prominent science podcast. And if she does the show, she's got a lot more people that are into space and science. I mean, she has space posters in her apartment. She's going to have a very different take and a very different reach than the, the news channels will. And giving her that opportunity means that she can create content that she knows her community is going to find valuable. And her community might not be 10 billion people, but it's going to be a very tight knit group of people that are cared for and engaged by her. Loyal, 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 loyalty. Right. So what is that loyalty? What do you think of that loyalty? Because I want to put this back to you because it kind of touches on everything else that we just talked about. Like, what does that loyalty mean to you? Um, it, it means a lot. It really, really does. Um, and, and, and I take a different thing when, when I'm doing my podcast, when I talk about the people that consume my content, I don't call them fans. I don't call them listeners. I call them supporters. Okay. And, and hear me out on this because I'm a big time soccer fan. Okay. And uh, uh, English premier league soccer, watch a lot I'm of a that. They, they, they call all, no, it's really not. If you've been to a premier league game, it's a bunch of drunks punching horses and stuff, uh, cops on horses and stuff. So uh, it gets pretty crazy, but I digress. What I'm trying to say though, is I call them supporters because I look at my supporters. They're just as important as me on what I'm trying to do because, because I don't have a platform anymore to promote that stuff. This is all going to grow for those fans, those supporters that like what I'm doing. They're going to tell their friends, their family, their loved ones, their neighbors, just random people. I mean, they could about the show. They could, they could, if they like it and they feel trust with you and they feel a relationship with you. What if I'm your biggest fan from like all your days on various radio shows and beyond. And I hear you say something that irks me. I can do two things that I could have done this today too. I could have not talked to you today, could have walked away or I could have said, Hey, you know what? Let me talk to you. Cause maybe do you think you have, maybe you said you had more to say, like, even with the situation I mentioned, you said, Hey, can I share my perspective? Is that right? I am hitting my headphones again, (laughs) your headphones. Um, but no, I mean, Go ahead. You off, there was a conversation that I that I said, you know what? I'm going to offer you a chance to have a conversation, which means that maybe you don't lose me. Maybe you keep me around. So there's one thing of like, let me put something out there that's controversial and inflammatory potentially and get mm-hmm. some attention. Great. But if I'm your longtime listener, I might say, you know what? It, it's, I've had enough of this. I'm not going to listen anymore. That person isn't going to tell their friends about you. They aren't going to do that. And you have to decide, is that person worth it to you? Is that someone that you want to at least have a conversation with? Or that you have enough trust with for them to say, hey, oh, I want to have a talk to you. Or they're just going to walk away. And that's where that level of care and engagement is really important. So, And that's part of what social media is. It's a conversation. That's what radio is, right? Like I think I saw on your website, I think this is really cool. Actually, I have a podcast expert that said this is a great thing, that you can have people call in with questions. And I'm like, wow, what a cool way for someone to be validated. If somebody was ever wanting to ask a question or a follow-up to your show, they could, right? That's, that's an open conversation. But when you just say, hey, I'm going to say all this stuff, and, and people don't trust you enough to say, hey, I want to talk to you. This bothered me. Then you're going to just lose them. And they're not going to give you the chance to earn them back. Maybe there were people that you had from, I don't know. I'm sure you've had thousands and thousands of eyeballs over the years, but you don't have all of them in your, your hands anymore. You can oh. lose people with every one of those pieces of content. I've got more questions for you. What is your reaction? Okay. All right. My reaction is, and, and you, you brought up how people can leave me voicemails and stuff. Yeah, I thought um, that's cool. This, this is how I've always looked at it. Okay, some some people in radio or podcasting, they are afraid to take the 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 people that have the opposite opinion of them or people that are mad at them or people that hate them or they think that they suck. You're not scared. I appreciate it. No, do you want to know what I tell them? (laughs) I will put I will put a hater on before 
I will put on a uh, on a supporter because I think that is more engaging. It's more polarizing to have that person on to have a conversation with them, to have a conversation with them. And, and I will have an open dialogue with somebody and, and I'm not going to make it personal when somebody has an opposing opinion to me. Now, when you start making it personal, like talking about personal things and, and, and getting off topic, that's, that's when I, I go to a different level and then I will make it personal. But I, for the most part, love to have open debates. If you hate me, if you think I suck, call in, tell me, tell me why I'm horrible because I want to know. But do you think, but here's the thing. Do you think like, look, the trolls are going to do it. The trolls mm -hmm. are, they love to do that. They eat that stuff up, right? They're, yep. they're going to talk to you. They're going to, they're going to give you the wildest of shows, but the people that are going to be your fans who may not ever like, they may never comment. They may never follow. They may never give you a, a Apple review on any of your shows. Mm -hmm. They are, do they feel comfortable enough to actually tell you how they feel? They're never going to do the middle is actually where your biggest audience is going to be. But if yeah. they don't feel like they can talk to you, they're going to just leave. And no, that's, I, here's I, that here. That's the question. Is that a great? Do you agree with that? I mean, I, I, you I know see that? your point. It's a real point. I know. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I see your point, but guess what? That, that audience in the middle, that's boring. It is boring. You don't have to be the middle. You don't have to be the middle. You don't have to be boring. I'm hundred percent with you. I think most podcasts are kind of like, oh, I'm going to talk to you. Blah, blah, blah. It's whatever. We both know this. I'm sure. But you're never going to make the, everybody happy, though. No, if no, you, no. I'm not saying that. Stri if you try right, to strive right. to please everybody, you're going to miss out on that core audience. You, you but just you're right. I'm 100% with you. Like, you don't want to be totally safe, for sure. But your relationship with the audience, it, it's not about what you say on the show. It's that your level of care for them as individuals, as people, as followers on your Twitter or whatever. That's the thing that matters. You don't have to be the boring middle, but you have to you have to at least care about these people enough for them to even give you the chance to make up for something that maybe was dicey. Does have that mean you, you have to be safe? Have you listened to today's podcast? The one I that listened I, to that one I about the therapist. I listened to the one a little bit about. Oh, the oh yeah, yeah, that was that was a, that was a great one. Um, Good. I'm but, so glad. But, but um, <laughs> like here, I'll give an example. I, I want to see if this offends you or not. Okay. Oh, this, interesting. This is what I talked about. Okay. I want to see if you this see. So. I, I don't look down on people that believe in religion. I'm just, I believe in a higher power, but organized religion completely <laughs> turns me off. It really turns me off. I, I hate sure. it. I think churches should be taxed. I think- Actually, know, that's a look, big juicy one. You're, you're no, called, you, that's, you, a, that's a good one. Because it's true, they at, pay nothing. They pay nothing. Like Joel Osteen, the, the guy down in Osteen. Oh my gosh. Uh, in Houston. Okay, this guy just got, yeah. his church got a 4.4. How 4. big is he? 4, uh, his- He's worth a hundred million, hundred million dollars. His yeah, congregation. The TVs. Uh, guess what? Guess how many people he can fit in his church? 52,000 people. You're kidding me. That's insane. So just think about this. If each person donated a dollar, that's $52,000. You know, those people yeah. are not donating, but, um, what I see. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we were talking about this and, and I don't like, listen, if God created this, if there is a God, if there's a Jesus, that's he created us. He worms. created us to have free will. Now, you would also think that, you know, God's the creator of everything. God has humor because God created humor. I said that Joseph from Joseph and Mary was cuckled by God because he, uh, you know, just went right in there, impregnated Mary. And Joseph was like, did he get any say in this? 
That was, I got a lot of heat on that one. I've already gotten a lot of emails on that one. What did you do? Did you have conversations with them? Did you react? I, I haven't did returned you... them yet. I, I just been running busy. I try to return all emails by the end of the night. So. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff. Look, I get that there's a lot of shock value to everything you said. And you know, maybe you meant it, maybe you didn't mean it, maybe whatever, no, I meant but it. I meant that it. conversation so you have with every one of those people that emailed you, probably people are going to be like, oh my God, I hate you, whatever. Like they had the balls to say something, right? Your reaction to them is what's going to determine if they're going to stick around or they're going to leave. And you might say, you know what? Exactly what you told me here. Like, this is what I believe. This is my perspective. I'm open to having a conversation with you. Then you might get the chance to win this person over. Look, that's a one-by-one -one approach. But that person, if you can win them over there, and this is something we know from marketing and social media and beyond, is that when you have a bad situation with a customer, or in your case, a listener, the way you react when there's something tense and difficult is going to determine how much they appreciate you to the next level. Because unless you have a problem, like whatever, I have a customer service issue. If the company takes care of me better than ever before because of that issue, I'm going to love them 10 times more than just where I was before that call. It's how you handle the conflict. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to determine if they're going to have that conversation with you. And if they do, they might appreciate say, you know what, that's part of who you mm -hmm. are. And I get that you're open to having conversation. I don't hate you anymore. Or maybe I'll give you the chance and I'll listen to you again. Mm -hmm. But if you just blow them off and say, F you, go away, you've lost them no, forever. I don't that's the difference that. of what I'm talking about here is that like, do you have a community that trusts you enough to say, I'm going to say how I feel or that they know that they mm -hmm. can have that conversation with you, whether, whether you still believe what you say or not, that's the difference of an engaged following. Do you have that trust with your people? I would hope that I have that trust because I, I spill my guts. I share every single thing. I, I, huge, don't, know, by the I way. don't know. I don't know how much. <laughs> I don't know how much you've done research on me, but last September, a little bit today, a little bit today, and a little bit before. What do you got? Last, last September, I I tried to commit suicide. That's pretty deep. And, That's pretty deep. And 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 I failed. And that was right before the radio show. And you know what I did? <clears throat> An hour and a half later, when the microphones opened up, I told everybody what I did and what I tried to do, and it got me Baker Act. Sent me. I got Baker Act for almost eleven days, and and a mental institution. But a lot of people, a lot of people want to ask, like, why do you share that type of stuff? Why did you share that? Why didn't you keep that private? That's something you probably should keep private. And, and there were two things. There were there were two determining factors on why I did it. Number one was I was scared, and I was scared yeah. that I might try it again. I wanted to be held accountable. I wanted people to know what was going on. But one of the other big things was, what if there's one of my listeners or supporters out there going through what I'm going through right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And me sharing that. Yeah, it sucks. Because that was the worst 11 it's days of my life. what you've done. Yeah, it was it was the worst 11 days of my life. So, you know, I don't want people to think that I am this egomaniac that judges everybody else. And I'm not wrong, because I'm very fallible. I am I am very like, I am I am a messed up person. I, I really am. And and I share every bit of that. Even if it's embarrassing or not, I share every single aspect sure. of my life on the air. And yes, it's ruined a lot of my relationships with people personally. You know, I, I used to be married. I was married for 11 years. I wanted to go for radio. I That was my dream. And, and I neg neglected my marriage. You know, I didn't I didn't cheat. I didn't do anything like that. I wasn't a bad husband. I wasn't physically abusive. I did everything that I needed. I would hope you're not physically abusive. I, I assume that that should not I, be I, anyone's. I understand. Baseline. that, But, I, but yeah. I'm just throwing it all out there, covering all bases. Uh, 
you know, I don't want people to think, well, there I must appreciate have been something that. else you're not telling us, Tuttle. But, but you know, it, it sucks. Me and, me and my ex-wife are still friends. It sucks. Yep. It's, it's one of my biggest regrets. But, I mean, some people chase that dream. People are chasing that dream that they've always, always had. And sometimes it's to the detriment of relationships and, and personal relationships love that i i want to just like snaps for you and applaud you for being real i think that's something that i really admire about you that's something that even myself like i haven't shared my deep dark secrets on the internet and for you to do that i think is amazing everything you said about you want people to 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 know that you're out there and that you've lived this and there's like you said there's tons of people that are now listening who are going to say wow i can relate to you you get me and it's great that someone shared it because nobody else in their lives is going to do what you did so i want to well, say first off congratulations on that uh Secondly, I see you're you're itching to say something here, but um, just but like that's like the real guy, right? You're the real person behind this, mm -hmm. you know, screaming out like interesting, juicy kind of controversial stuff. Like some people say, all press is good press or whatever, but it's like, but it like it, what what who's the guy that you want people to know you as? Who who do you want? And what what flammable parts are there that you want them to mm -hmm. see? And what what is it? Because you know, all of these are going to shape how people see you. What do you want them mm -hmm. to know you for? Okay, Who are well, you? Well, Online. I mean, I'm just the average everyday person. I have my fault. I have my issue. Because what you see, a lot of people ask me, you know, um, with this podcast, I would rather interview regular everyday people that are interesting, that have an interesting story instead of celebrities. Because celebrities, they control the narrative, all right? They control the narrative to, to such a point. I mean, that PR these, people. I know, but these people, they <laughs> do not seem relatable. Do they? No. I mean, they, they don't, don't seem live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all the celebrities who were in Corona, they're like, oh, I have to be alone in my new, in my new massive house all by myself. Like, oh, shut up. Like, I'm with you. Like, exactly. it's definitely not relatable. And even in the like, business world, like people are trying to sell the small businesses who've never had a small business in their life. Every corporation. It's not relatable. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Yes, go on. Okay. So anti-celebrity so greatness <laughs> so i i uh, i do want to flip this because it just seems like you've kind of been taking control of this interview now i mean uh, this is a, this is a conversation no, i know i know i know charlie but i want to but it is social this. media what i'm asking you is a social media question everything i, I just I, talked about is social media now you being on social media you get <laughs> a lot of thirsty guys out there you get a lot of guys I'm sure your DMs are filled with some pretty horrible things or 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 messages like, what's up, Shy Lee? Can I holler at you? You want to go out? You know, <laughs> all this stuff. You know, you know, do you get that type of stuff? Because I do feel that there I know are a lot of women who do, and it's unfortunate. Now, now let me ask you, how do you feel about okay? So I don't post a lot on TikTok. I, I use TikTok to find audio bites and stuff like that to be able to use, okay? Now, I'll see mm -hmm. uh, somebody, a woman, she'll be busting her ass, taking time to write out a funny comedic bit or something entertaining on there. And she'll get like nine or 10,000 uh, likes or views. And then you just got a chick, maybe 21, 22 years old, uh, you know, that stereotypical, uh, I'm going to do everything. I'm getting everything worked on and 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 she's just dancing in front of the camera and she'll have like a million views do you do do you think that that hurts the image of some women because you know like a lot of women want equal rights they want to get treated and and i agree that all should be said and done but is this uh, is this going to have a damaging effect in your opinion 
Oof, this is a juicy question. Here's the thing. I think that th- this is kind of along the same lines of like growing up when women see advertisements of women's bodies being exploited or being skinny and mm-hmm. everyone thinks I have to be skinny. There's a lot of that stuff. And there's, I feel like there's for sure what you just described is going to perpetuate some of that for a lot of young women. Um, and this is where I think. Like that Charlie DeLeon. Demilio. Oh, yeah. Demilio, she like, like she's the most popular person on TikTok. What does she do? Answer me <laughs> this because I could find. Look, if she wants to be cute and pretty and do her thing and it works for her, great. She's got a business. But like. But what about the people that that spend <laughs> like three or four days writing a bit or, or something? But that reputation that they build being strategic and thoughtful about who they are, they might not get a million followers. They should not be your goal. That should not be the goal, but they're going to get people who are into what they do, who are going to believe in them. And if you're darn consistent about you being you and your authentic self, mm-hmm. you can build a community. And if you're going out there and you're engaging with your following one by one, that makes a very huge difference. Yes. You put something out that's flashy, amazing and perfect and perfection. You can get the views and you get the traction. Great. But mm-hmm. like, you might get that attention for whatever reason and who knows and whether you like it or not charlie jamila is profiting off it but if, if i'm gonna put stuff out there i want people to like me for me and not for me shaking my booty and look i can't decide that they watch and they do whatever they want but i mean i would pay to see you care. do that though i i, see, I that's I would, inappropriate I mean, why are you saying that that's disgusting I, I like that's absolutely disgusting but, wait a minute. I, but it's no, real i don't want to ignorance is bliss on this one wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? Can, all right, please, let's break this down. Okay, you <laughs> made the comment. People uh, seeing big stuff. Yeah. So, so okay. You let's said you were going to pay for that. I'm like, oh, oh. Just okay, yeah, all right. what, what I mean, pay, but like, you know. Like that's like, ugh. Okay, but but hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out on this, okay? And, 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 and it's going to be a stretch, but it's going to be a point, and I hope you see it, okay? A lot I, of- okay. Mm. Oh, if I if I, I look, wrong. look, but like, here's the other part, too, though. I'm going to say this is that it's very but different a- to have a thousand eyeballs because Kyle, whatever, Demilio is doing her thing. It's very different than having, let's say, 50 people or 100 people that now you've met on TikTok that I've let's say for me, even I'll use myself as an example that I've said hello to on TikTok. There's plenty of friends I've made on TikTok, other social media managers, people who run synagogues in different cities because I talk to them and I relate to them. And now they don't I'm not a stranger to them. I'm a real person. And those are the people that are going to like and comment on my stuff. That's the thing that matters is there's a relationship to it. Whether my stuff is perfect or not, the mm-hmm. relationship you have with the people who watch makes a huge difference. And I think for a lot of those people who get tons of views and even the views that you got for your video are fleeting is that those people will take your attention, but are they going to come mm-hmm. back? Are they going to sign up for your email list? Are they going to be podcast subscribers? I don't know. Are they going to be consistent? No, but when you have an engaged following that cares about you, you not only get the trust to have a conversation, but you get people mm-hmm. who are, who are give you the chance to watch their stuff because they know that you're a good person. They'll say, you know, I don't know if this video is going to be funny. Maybe it's not perfect, but you know, I like Shiley. I'm going to look at her stuff. And that's literally how my LinkedIn is doing what it's doing now. It's because I care about each individual person up there. At least I do the best I can. And but that's what you, I want to ask you. Are you doing that for your people? Who do you care about? Um, and who, like, who do you care about? And who do you want to care about you? And have you cared for them back? I, I care about every single person out there. And, you know, a lot of people would think, oh, from the South, you're either racist or homophobic and stuff like that. No, I, I'm not at all. Like, I treat everybody the same. I, uh, here in Orlando, where, where I worked for 10 years, we have a very big LGBTQ, uh, gay and lesbian community here. And you wouldn't believe all the fundraisers and stuff that I've done. Sure. Now, hear me sure. out. Now, will, will I make an off-color joke? 
that is not hateful that that uh, you know homosexuals or something might get offended by yeah i might do that but i am in i am an equal opportunity offender that's that's how i've always looked at it i make fun of my own self i make fun of every single thing because we as people we are different we have differences and when we can have an open dialogue with each other we all joke we all joke and and comedy is one of the biggest healing things i know comedy is comedy the line in comedy it's a hot topic now it's, let me it's add, delicate. Let me, I'm with you. Me, I love stand-up comedy, but that line has, has been very delicate for the success or failure of stand-up comedy, and it's a hard topic. So but I'm okay, acknowledge that with you. You getting offended—that's that's that's, that's kind of on you, right? It it is, but it's it, it can be. Why like, would I you can be offended? I can leave, and that's fine. But if I'm your like hardcore follower and I'm offended, <clears> don't you care about my feelings a little bit? If I've been at every one of your shows, I've signed out of your autograph sign. Wouldn't you worry about me just a little bit? You don't have to appease me. You don't have to be neutral. But would you, wouldn't you? would you want to, like, check in and see, like, if I was bothered? Wouldn't you want me to have that chance to have a conversation? Or do you want to just give it up? Because that's, no. a, that's two different reactions here. Okay. I, I had a great program director. He, he ended up firing me, I think, twice through my career. He, he said, the joke is always funny when it's not on you. But it, it's if it's at someone else's expenses, it's it's very difficult. I mean, there's so if you here's ever the thing. Said, Let me challenge you though. Comedians okay. like are good at writing jokes. They're writing them mm-hmm. for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. You have plenty of choices for jokes. Can you give one up? And can you write one that doesn't have to be at someone else's expense? I think there was a whole video about this. Someone, someone's they actually made a joke out of a joke that they changed because it was so it, it hurt someone else, and they changed the joke a little bit, ended up getting a better joke as a result. Why is that such a difficult? Why, why is it so painful to give up? I think we're always going to have our differences. Now, this is good. This sure, is gonna be a- I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Okay, I'm but here, with you again. Here, hear me out. In this country, we have absolute right and fr- of freedom of speech, except slander. You can't go into a movie theater and yell fire and a whole bunch of people get stampeded and die. You, you just can't do that type of stuff. Okay? But your reputation isn't protected. Your reputation isn't protected. Okay, but, but, slanders. But, but hear me out on this, though. It, it's it is here i'll I'll take it even further okay it is not against the law in this country to be racist as long as you are not physically hurting them or keeping them from making a living or keeping them from living their everyday life hear me out i know i know but you're i'm just thinking of so many people if they choose to even listen to you are going to be like oh my god what is he saying okay i want to i want you to hear yourself out but like I, I'm no, just hearing this, people being like, oh, my gosh, what is he saying? Like, they want to react to this video. Do, like, do, I can just do, hear it. Do I support it? No, I, I detest it. I hate sure? every single thing. But that is the right as human beings, Americans, if they want to be racist, as long as they're not physically harming somebody, keeping somebody from making a living, practicing their religion, going about their every single day life, a guy can can sit on any street corner now hear hear me out okay so if a white person or or like we won't even go white person let's just say somebody says derogative something to another race or something okay and that other person that they said it to gets offended does he have the right to go over and punch that person in the face no one should be able to punch anybody in the face unless they're, okay. they're at risk but it's just words i think we it's, are taking words mm, too seriously 
No, no, no. Because words, words mean something. Words mean something. They can affect. Like, like I'll even use your perspective there. Like you sharing your story about the things you've gone through and the hospitalizations mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. That means something for someone to hear. Hey, I'm like you. Here, but I'll for some kid, I'll give it. No, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you this. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this thing. Go ahead. Like we did a thing when I was younger and it's still a huge thing from the gay lesbian straight education network called day of silence, where people would mm-hmm. choose to take a vow of silence to echo the silence that LGBT youth face mm-hmm. is that they're constantly, constantly hearing stories. These kids who are like in the closet or figuring out their sexual orientation or their mm-hmm. gender identity or whatever it is, they're hearing people tell them that who you are is not okay. Who you are is, is bad. Who you are um, shouldn't exist or you're an abomination or it's, you know, it's not against God or whatever it is. And they're hearing that every day. And the suicide rate amongst LGBT youth is through the freaking roof. It's at a, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's three or four times higher than their, their like, let's say their straight counterparts. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that words don't mean anything? You think uh, 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 somebody who is a student of color who's, you know, being told that they shouldn't, they shouldn't ach- go for the same path in high school as everyone else because they sh- they're not going to actually achieve their goals. You think that those words internalized year over year over year or somebody looking at someone at a shop thinking that they're going to steal and, and asking them, oh, can I help you being followed? You don't think those words and those actions pile up against someone? You don't think every person in the world that has anxiety that's heard uh, like, oh, I don't know if I want to have you at this party or like. Or they don't want to go into events because they're scared they're going to offend somebody or whatever it is. They don't want to raise their hand in an audience. You don't think that those words and those feelings are going to, and maybe this is true for you. I don't know. But like, you don't think those words are going to hurt somebody. You don't think that there's going to make someone internalize. That could lead to suicide for all we know. That's pain. That's text messages to some, like you hear these stories about this girl who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself over text messaging. Her words like led to, I think her getting like some sort of, like bad, like sentence in jail for what yeah, she yeah. she's in jail. She's she's definitely You've heard in jail, that. Those are don't... words. Those are words, Tuttle. <clears throat> they they okay. have power. They have power. Have you been bullied? As a, I've been bullied as a child. You know how many days I came home crying from school? Those were words <clears throat> and they broke my heart. Okay. Can 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 I uh tell you the type of stuff I get? I'm sure. Yeah, I, I would I, love I, to I'll know. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So as soon as I got out of the hospital. <laughs> you, you know, I tried to hang myself from a ceiling fan. Do you know how many pictures? <laughs> Uh, you know how many people that sent me pictures of ceiling fans? You need to get a stronger fan. Those you are need... words, right? They hurt. But, no, they they hurt, but they're words. Are we going to go so far to control people's thoughts and opinions? It's not controlling thoughts and opinions. It's 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 what's there's a safety matter to this. There's a safety matter to this, and it's not about control. Like it, it like is it is it some kid that's gonna commit not commit suicide, die from suicide? Like they, they, it's okay. Oh, you should just toughen up and grow. Where are their parents? Where are their parents? Uh, but what about you? Right, okay. you've been told to kill kill yourself or something on your thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's that sucks. Like that's that's painful. Like that's not fun. Like but that's but that was be. That was because I was so drugged up on so many different medications and stuff, <laughs> thanks to big pharmaceutical, and that's what led me to my stu- to to what happened to me. What I'm trying to say is, like, are we going to start throwing people in jail for words? And I know we're getting way off I mean, of social media and stuff. No, it's related. It is very related. It, what you say is your reputation. What people see of you online becomes who you really are. It's what people see of you. It's up to you tuttle to and you and your team to like paint a picture of who you are do you want to be known as the tuttle of today or the tuttle of i don't know what you did 20 years ago of 20 years ago or do you want to be a new best improved version of you okay here here i'll give you an example okay i i people want to talk about all the bad things 
but you you also know what I don't talk about because I think it would look make me look like a selfish prick, but I'm talking about it right now. You know, I could be going out, hey, look at all the charities I've done. I did a gun buyback yeah, program but, every single year. People choose to ignore the good stuff. They only yeah, but if you're using it to stack the deck and be like, hey, look at me, I did this thing. So please look at me. But like, I don't like talk about self-serving. I know, I but you're talking about I, it a little bit now, and it's it's funny. I'm 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 trying to make a point to. I know. I see you're making the point. I appreciate that you're trying to make a point. I'm just so, saying. So so what I'm trying to say is people only look at the bad things. They don't look at the good things people do. And people have been crucified. I'm not going to lie. People have been crucified on the internet for mistakes that they've made, their companies have made, things they've said, tweets that go out, and it's it's harsh. And it's it's I think people who get like completely destroyed on the internet, like their lives are going to be a mess because whenever you Google someone, they're going to be this. But there's at some level, there's there's accountability of like, you know, uh, for actions and it's how you react to those problems. Look, there's celebrities who have been destroyed left and right, but it's how you handle it when you've been in that situation that makes all the difference. Listen. And that's where I think it's it, it's the same for you as a podcaster as well. It's like how you handle that conversation is going to make the difference of people sticking around or walking away. Listen, if I say something that gets me kicked off of every podcasting platform that I'm on, I lose a bunch of listeners. That's on me. That is on me. And I, I will live by those consequences. I, I just that, that's OK. But just know you're going to live with the results of those consequences that you're you're going to have an audience doing and it's it okay every day. You, OK, but like your audience, you either like who do you want to impress and who do you not want to? That's the question for you is that, yes, you're going to lose followers. And that's OK. Like not everything I say people are going to agree with. Not everything that people will see of me online is going to make them think I'm the social media manager for them. I'm the perfect person for a very specific type of audience. And that's me. And I'm, I'm proud of that. But like, and I know that I'm not going to serve everyone. It's okay. And I think you understand that too. But ultimately it's who do you want to serve and who do you want My? to feel that they can trust? What do you, who do you actually care about? And do you know those people and have you engaged those people? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I meet them. I email back every Great. single person. That sends I think that's me amazing. Good for that. you. I, I do that. I try to reply to every single person on social media. And as that's well, amazing. Too. And that's a great tip for any <laughs> listeners here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I do that type of stuff. The, the way that I look at it. Okay. If you're not being the real you, you're putting on, you're, you're putting on a facade for those people. They, they don't like you for who for you sure. really are. They like you for the person that you're portraying to them. Exactly. Um, and so but, you have to be okay with however you portray, which it sounds like you are. So that's great. I mean, I'm a, you're, you do something that most person. of my clients don't do. You share who you are. And I think that's really beautiful that you let yourself be vulnerable and you share your story and you share your thoughts and opinions fruitfully. I think that's beautiful. I'm I know that, I, that. I, I know that I'm a good, <laughs> I, I am. And, and, and that's good. And, and, you know, like I, I do a lot of great things and, and I don't talk about a lot of those because I, I do it because I want to do it. And, and what I'm trying to say there, there was one last thing I wanted to get into before it left. Well, actually yeah, for uh, sure. two things. Um, and I, yes, <laughs> what, needs, what needs to be done? Cause we, I, I've been talking a lot about first amendment and free speech. Does some things need to change when it comes to social media about what gets flagged, what doesn't get flagged. Oh, it's a whole um, big can of worms, so, yeah. so, you know, I, I kind of, it's hard. Described it. When they were talking about the the press and freedom of speech, when our constitution was written, they had no idea we were going to have this little box that's going to have moving pictures on it and stuff that people oh. will be able to get their news. It's and they had so complex. They had to change and make new rules when it comes to the media. They they just 100%. had to do it. So are we going to get to the point as technology changes 
are there are we gonna have like an FCC of social media? Not not to that point, but but oh, what I'm saying, uh, yeah. are are we gonna be is is the government gonna put down some guidelines eventually? Potentially, it's delicate AF. Uh, just Facebook, just seeing what the the complications with Facebook. And for my audience that don't know what AF is, that means as fuck. Okay, by the <laughs> way, I'm just letting you know. Even so, though she doesn't want to say. Look, no, yeah, I don't know. I'm delicate here. I, <laughs> I believe me. But like with Facebook too, like how does Facebook moderate all this kind of stuff? At some point, you're gonna like offend a certain demographic, and like we see this a lot with like anti-Semitic related content doesn't get blocked as much as um, doesn't get blocked as much as other things, and it just lets it slide. And it's like kind no, of makes Ice Cube, Ice Ice Cube was out there spouting all types of anti-Semitic stuff, and it lets it go slide. But then here's the thing with Facebook: if I'm Zox, right? If I'm if I'm Mark Zuckerberg, I'm wondering here if I start making this kind of content block, then I'm going to start making this. Everyone's going to be mad and the whole system's going to implode. Yeah. Um, do I think Zucks is crazy for a lot of reasons? Absolutely. But there's, there's a dynamic. If you start censoring one thing and you start censoring another thing, like what's going to happen? I have a friend who actually works at like, there's a, their contractors for Facebook to look at the content to see if it's appropriate or not. The things they see are God awful. So there's oh, yeah. one thing there. Um, the second thing with that is, yeah, it's hard. And we'll see this with Twitter or with TikTok this week. They started blocking MLMs from promoting on TikTok, which is absolutely phenomenal. What is MLM? Uh, multi-level marketing. So you okay, think Cutco, Avon, uh, Arbon, all like these companies. Pyramid are, schemes. Pyramid schemes, right? Which is so cool because like you, like Facebook, like people live on Facebook for pyramid schemes. It's kind of amazing yeah. that they block them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, if you start, like that's where I think the question for social media platforms are, at one point, do you become a moderation company versus a tool? And, and that's really delicate because that's a whole can of worms that is everything you just said is like, how do you moderate that? Even with YouTube, YouTubers were really pissed about the the thing where like they have to like make their videos kid friendly or, or they're going to demonetize you, right? Yeah. If you trust your hands in the platforms and they decide we're going to demonetize you, that's your entire business that can go overnight for all we know, right? So it is a hard thing to figure out. And I wouldn't even know the government is so like not tech savvy. I don't think they're going to have a clue on how to do this well. A lot of people are going to be mad and there's going to be a lot of casualties in terms of community. I think Joe Biden needs to hire Tom from MySpace. Oh, to rest in peace, Tom. I yeah, to, to, to cover everything. <laughs> you know, that, that would be, is Tom dead? All right, did you say no, rest I don't know. Oh, I was but about to say, I was like, dead. oh my God, did Tom from MySpace die? No, I, I hope like, he doesn't crap. die. I loved my, I would have stayed on MySpace forever if Facebook didn't come mm-hmm. along and take everybody. Yeah, it was so good. Back I in the day, it. you'd spend hours working on HTML coding just so you can get yes! like a great background. I Layout, yeah. yes, and it's yeah. and that's literally the, MySpace is where I like got inspired. Is really where my first social media experiences were and doing what I do now, and it changed. Oh, my and God forbid, and God forbid, if you had more than eight friends, uh, that that were going to be oh, on your top friend list, they'd be like, oh, why did you drop me? What I do? I mean, that that. Oh, why just am I number two and not number three? Like, why am I two and not number one? Like, it's it's crazy. But like, you asked such a good question, and it, it's going to be a really hard one to navigate. But if anything, like how you own your relationship is going to matter more than anything is that you never know what's going to get censored. You never know who's going to be deleted. I have a lot of friends who work in like, um, like I have someone who's a sex therapist and all these people who are in the sex related industry, whether it's appropriate or, uh, you know, if it's somebody who chooses to do sex work or whatever it is, there's a range, like where your sex educator, all of that stuff, like people are getting their accounts completely deleted and their entire audiences of thousands of people will never come back to them. What do they do? How do they start? You know, if only you had everyone's email that's ever listened to you on the radio, right. And they're gone overnight. And, and that's where, like, this is, this is a social media tip here is that's where getting people's emails matters a lot is that if these platforms go away, you can always have ownership of their emails. 
And that's a relationship that's yours forever. And I always say social media can bring you people, but you have to find a way to stay in touch with them because you never know what's going to be popular or not. I have a huge following on Periscope, the live streaming platform, the Twitter bot. Periscope is shutting down in three months. Uh, um, I know. What about exciting. all those people on Vine? People, those people on Vine that we built lost up everything. Everything. Now, um, oh man, I could stay here and talk to you for hours. I know we could. Meeting. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of now, stuff for sure. I mean, do you, do you feel like you would ever want to come back on again? I didn't offend you or <laughs> like, I think we had a great conversation. I, you know what? I want to ask you this question. I think maybe okay. this question will determine how open I am to the latter. Okay. All right. What, what has, what, anything you thought of anything that I may have said or that you thought of as we were talking or anything that you were thinking about is like a, what's something that you can take away from our conversation today? What do you think is anything thought differently? <laughs> is there anything new that you're thinking about or that you're going to wonder about because we talked today? I mean, I, I will be more self-aware. Like, I will have second thoughts before I do open my mouth about something. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've gotten better at doing that because, uh, you know, I look back at some of the stuff that I've done and said back in the day, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like completely embarrassed. I was a completely different person than what I was back in the day. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. I, I need to be more self-aware but i'm still gonna be me like Which because i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna second guess myself if i cannot be random i can't say and do and i can't be as fluent as i am on the air if i'm second guessing every single thing that i'm saying it's hard and and you know what it is a hard thing and you're like you're hitting on something that's really big is that this is true for comedians right it's like the same thing it's like if you have to think about everything what what changes about it? if you can't trust your gut it's hard it's hard but you know, I would say this. I don't know if I'm telling you to do that. I don't know if that's where, you know, if, if anything, I don't know if that's what I'm saying here today. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's it's your relationship with people that when you do say something that maybe you said in the moment that you didn't think too much about because you are being you, that you can have that conversation with them afterwards. And I think that whole thing with your emails or with any sort of tweets that you might have back, people, Facebook replies, I think that's going to make a huge difference for you is that you can still be you and people will have will know that because you've talked to them and they get you. And I want people to, to take you for who you are. I think it's amazing that you, you want that too. All right. So, Can I ask a question? Why did you get so offended that I said I would pay to see you shake your booty on social media? It was a <laughs> and it's a compliment. I was it like is. saying, you know, but I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. It's because it's not I like I'm you, calling you a whore or something like you're, you're going to be up there dancing for money. But it happens to me, too. Like I do a live. I'm on another live streaming platform right now. And the first people say is like, hi, beautiful. Hello. Good to see you. They say something romantic or they say something sexual or whatever. And it's kind of what you were saying earlier about DMs coming in or whatever. It's because when I come and show up to your show, I'm showing up here as a professional. I am here as a business owner, as social media person, as somebody who loves to talk. And that's what I'm showing up for. But the minute I start to like be reminded that I'm some sort of sexual object, or maybe I'm somebody that somebody wants to date or somebody wants to imagine me making the minute I imagine, even whether you think it or not, oh my gosh, is this guy looking at me for my appearance is the minute where where I'm like, okay, now I'm thinking about something that I don't want to be thinking about. It's, it's distracting me from the thing that I'm here to do, to be a professional, to be a, a comedian, a comedian, a conversationalist. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't want to be thinking about. I want to be here fully present. Mm -hmm. and I don't want to have to think that there's something else going mm -hmm. on there. And I think there's echoes of this within the workplace of people, um, you know, like somebody, like I have a friend where if someone touches her at a workplace thing, she gets really, really uncomfortable. Instead of her doing her job, doing mm -hmm. what she does, She's now thinking, oh my gosh, this creepy guy touched me. And for 45 minutes or an hour, she's thinking about this. She can't do her job to her fullest extent. And that happens with marginalized populations every single day. And I think my Twitter, my Twitter banner 
on my Twitter, I have a quote that I've like, oh, I'm not on my personal Twitter. Is that is that you want to you don't want to spend your days. Um, I'm going to tell you exactly this because I think this is one of the best quotes. I was at a workshop and this woman said this and it's 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh, I want to read to you as a full quote. There's a business cost to not bring your whole selves to the table because we're healing instead of working. Instead, if I'm here thinking about something that is making me uncomfortable, I can't be my full self mm-hmm. to whatever it is that we're doing here. And that's where I like, I want to be comfortable. I want to be me in the same way that you want to be you too. And if I can't be, because I'm wondering, is he thinking about my body? Is he thinking about this? Mm-hmm. That's going to suck. And I think I'm a lot tougher than I would say 90% mm-hmm. of the women that I know when it comes to this. And so I'm okay. speaking on their behalf as best as I can today. Call me out if you don't agree, but, and the audience. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to call you on it. I mean, oh, not I, you. I'm talking about audience I, members who are listening no, to this. You're, you're fine. <laughs> I, I, I do agree with you. There is a line of professionalism that you have to have. You you have to have it. But but what what I'm trying to say is though is that women women get upset sometimes. And and that was a passing joke. But like, do you get offended if a listener or a follower on your social media like gives you a compliment? Like it's not rude, but <laughs> hey, you look very nice today. You look gorgeous or something. Does, it feels does that like it's something you? that's being sexualized. Because if I say, "Hey, Tuttle, you look gorgeous yeah. today," like you don't like, men don't get, and I would men, say like, thank you. Do men get say, catcalled as much as women do? Not all. I mean, sure, some men do, but like women get a lot more people saying that kind of stuff uh, to them. I'm not going to say that every, but I'm saying that's the thing is that the minute I, I see gorgeous or you look pretty, it's like at a bar. It's like at a bar. It's like a bar, and it's a little bit dicey. Okay. But if the first thing someone says to me. It's something that addresses my appearance. It's something that can be sexualized in some way. Is the minute that conversation becomes creepy and gross. Uh, okay, can I ask you if if what if, before you talk to somebody, you see them first, sure. correct? Am I right or am I wrong? Sure. All right. A lot of people, us as humans, I think we've become too uptight. We forget we are nothing but evolved animals. And and we are and somewhere in our brain, and I'm not making excuses for the disgusting things that men say all the time, but what I'm trying to say is we have that little part. Men have that in their DNA. We look at it. Well, you know, if you look at men, the males and the animal kingdom, they're the ones with the big flashy feathers and stuff. And yes, things are 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 drawn apart that we are evolved and we're better than that. But you also got to understand we still are very visual type of people i mean there's i mean you were hitting this earlier there's differences between men and women absolutely but it's like but i don't want as a person i don't want to i don't want to i don't want that to be a thought in my mind you know what the best i would say the best dudes are the ones that can hide all the reality of what's going on in a dude's head and i think you laid that out very clear in that video we discussed earlier i don't want to know i if anything i don't want to know apparently men apparently you're all animals ready to pounce on something but I don't want to know. I don't want, I don't want to know. So you've never seen a guy. You've never, oh, sure. you, all right. You've never seen, have you ever complimented a guy on his looks? Oh, come on now. I, 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 I don't I think find it's it hard same. to believe. I don't know. I don't think, and this is, again, there's a lot of dynamics. That's a double standard though. It's, it's not, but when women are, are constantly having this happen to them on a very different level, like there's, there's a great example of like, how often have you had to lock your car doors the minute you got in? Like, I think so many women do that. How many I women do that, I every, Chicago, I do that every day? Great, great. That's awesome. How many women in Chicago feel like they have to carry a, what do I call it? Keys in their hands in case someone yeah. gets attacked them. I think a lot more women feel that way than a lot of men do. Move to Florida because there's a lot of gun packing women 
and Florida that will light some fool up that tries to, you know, get things right. Twisted. Let me bring one to the security. But it sucks that I have to even be worried that that's a problem. Like, like that sucks that women have to be 10 times more worried about that than anybody else. I just want to know that the reason I'm at a thing is not because of my appearance is because I'm there because I'm somebody who is been brought in to speak or is somebody that's going to be a professional representation. If I think anything less than I'm going to be uncomfortable. And like I said, with my friend, I'm going to be thinking about that a lot more than the thing that I've been brought to do. So can I ask what do you, when you go to appearance, do you just throw on any piece of clothing, not do your hair, you know, uh, clean your face, all that stuff. Before you go, I I put my hair down today. I wore a different shirt than my pajama that I probably was wearing all day. Then you're admitting you cared about your appearance when you came on here. I do care about my appearance, but I don't, but not in a sexualized way. I look, look, everybody makes their own choices. You can wear whatever you want. You want to show some, you want to show less, but I want, look, I do care about my appearance. Absolutely. You're not wrong, but I don't want to be thought of as like a sexual object. And anytime I hear, oh, you look beautiful or something flirty when, when I'm not in a situation where I want to be flirted with, it's uncomfortable. I haven't, I don't want that. So I tell like, so I do. What can I what can a guy do if, if he wanted to get your attention? You know, you don't like to be sexualized. What is the perfect thing a guy could come up and say that would it would give you uh, give him more than, uh, hey, I'm not interesting, interested, get lost type thing? It's don't talk about sexual things. It's kind of like business and sales. If you're trying to make the clothes when you start off at the bat, you're, that's not how it works. Nobody wants to be sold to right away. So get to know a person, build a relationship say hi hey it's great to meet you oh i liked what you said in that speech talk to me as a human being like it's very simple like same with linkedin messages people send linkedin messages being like hey you should hire me to write your book for you or you should hire me to do your facebook ads and it's like i don't even know you i have no reason to know if i should trust you yet so start with something that is nothing to do with what you're trying to get build a relationship with people don't start at don't start at oh i'm gonna be a creeper that's not that's not how you want to jump into a sale get to know someone find out what they have in common hey are you from i'm from chicago too or i heard you speak or oh hey you're at this conference too nice to meet you did you try the sushi over there like so much easier to start building a relationship because then you can start finding commonalities and things that you can trust about people and i'm gosh darn it i'm sure people relate to you and your story about taking care of your family um having difficulties with your marriage or you know trying to balance your career like people can relate to that and starting from that point in conversation then you can build lots of trust so so here's the thing. I we're having a, such a juicy conversation, and I mm. I think we've had a lot of there's been a lot of topics covered. I'm sure even me. I'm like, did I say something that's offensive? Did mm. I say something that bothered people? And if anybody from my world sees this, I hope you trust me enough to send me a message. And I'm sure Tuttle as well for your people to send you a message if they've thought something mm. was really juicy in here. And maybe maybe then we'll have more conversations with all the questions that you get in your inbox as a follow up to this conversation. You've been giving me all advice and. <laughs> And if I could give you any advice. Okay, take take some, I'll take it. I am going to be tough and I'm going to take the advice. Yes. The day you <laughs> stop caring about what people thinks or think is when you're going to, you're going to be a big, big star. Like, seriously, I'm telling you, you, you are a great talker. You're very <laughs> Thank fluent. You. Yeah, I mean, you're very fluent, very concise on everything, confident with what you're saying. But I think you could take it to a whole nother level if you get to the point where you don't care about other people's opinions. Do your thing. Be yourself and people will gravitate towards you. A hundred percent. You know what? I think you told like I think that I appreciate that. I want to say thank you because you're right. I for years I've got so many stories that I'm like, do I say this? Do I say that? Can I can I come out about this? And then the fact that you just said you told some about you going into a like a hospital for mental health mm-hmm. stuff like that is 
the bravest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so amazing. I think there's stories there that I could tell. And I, I hope that I could live up to your imagination here of where I could go. And you're right. I could be more open. I could tell more stories. And you know what? At one point, I didn't care what people thought. That was something that was missing from my brain. But I think that comes to, to a lot of people. And it's, and I think it is a goal of mine to let it go a little bit more. But it's true. It, a lot of people have that. And I think that's, that's something that you should be really proud of for yourself because it lets people see you and be seen and feel connected. And I want to like applaud you for that. So thank you for sharing that great nugget. I will take it with me. All right, Charlie, people can <laughs> check you out, your social media, Sherpa.com. And yes. what is, my glasses are really bad and, and fogged up because of the humidity here in Florida. So uh, what is your handle where people can check you out? Uh, everywhere you can find me at Hakimian45. So H-A-K-I-M-I-A-N 45. You will get more of the personal Shiley. Shileyakimi.com is a whole other world for my business. It has all the things that I get jazzed about and passionate about. But if you do need some social media insights, I do give away my favorite LinkedIn profiles totally free at yoursocialmediasherpa.com. But yes, Akimi45 everywhere. You will know exactly what the kind of person that I am from everything that you can find of me on the internet. So I want to do go for I, it. I want to do a lot of research on you because I would like to do an interview, like a hard hitting anything goes Oof. type Oof. questions. It'll be, it will be recorded. So if I cross any lines, then you, how about this? Okay. If we do the interview, if we do the interview, it's recorded. Okay. I will give you final, like say Mm. before it gets posted, like if, if I go too far or anything, I, I I will let you edit, but there's going to be some uncomfortable things, some uncomfortable, not personal stuff, just opinion wise stuff that because i i can i can form questions where it's going to back you into a corner where you're going to have to go one way or the other you're not going to be able to play switzerland like you've been doing and you you call me switzerland i mean you 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 don't want to piss anybody off so that's why i called you switzerland interesting so 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 what i'm trying to say is i would love to see how this goes i would like because i think this would be good for your growth as a content provider, I think it would help you like still be you, but kind of like, like loosen up. It's kind of like an improv type uh, a class where I just throw the things out there and, and you're not going to have all this time to think about it. Like we, we got to lay down some ground know, rules. That's like, harsh. That's like real harsh. That's like, here, that's how about like, this? Ask me Mark anything. Blagojevich going on 2020 being like, here. Don't ask me about like Here. things I've done against the government. Like ask me anything off the off the top of your head right now. And and guess what? If I don't know an answer, I'll bullshit my way around it. I, I'm sure for many years on the radio, you figured that one. <laughs> Look, this is your skill set, right? You know how to ask questions. You know how to dive in, get juicy, right? So so what I'm saying though is that it's like sounds like you want me to throw me into the lion's den. That could be really delicate. No, I'm nah. giving you I'm giving you editing That's like. True thing so like yeah. i say and you can keep this video i'm giving her permission if we do this interview i will i will give her editing uh duties so she will but it will not air it will not get posted anywhere until <laughs> she goes over it and approves it here's what i'll do i'm i'm open to seeing what this could be uh i will talk with your lovely producer that i've been messaging and we will schedule it on the calendar and it'll be easy peasy all right i hope you have a wonderful night you too. I really appreciate it. I hope I didn't offend you too much. I love getting into juicy topics. So the fact that we could get into something real, no, I, I could have gotten really interesting. I could have gotten into a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm sure we like, could talk for days. I'm curious right. to see what your audience has to say. So have a good uh, everything, and we'll talk soon. I don't, soon. Uh, I don't know. I want to know. They're they're a little tough. They're we'll a little find tough. Out.
We'll find out. Make some new friends. We'll make some new All friends right. this week. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> you too. Bye.